Ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between and beyond. This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 and also available on all good podcast platforms. I'm Alexander Leipner and this is edition 127. It's week uh, 33 of 2023 and uh, we're halfway through August and it's great to be with you again this week. If you would like to send through your questions, your comments or your feedback, you can do so visiting uh, your email address and you can email us on editor at santantimes.co.za. You can visit your social media accounts and follow us on at santantimes or you can also visit uh, your web browser and type in www.santantimes.co.za. And uh, if you're listening live on Mix 93.8 and not delayed at a later stage on the podcast, well, the WhatsApp line is open on 0848220938. That's 0848220938. And a special welcome to everyone listening in uh, Greater Counting across South Africa or anywhere else in the world. If you're listening online or on air, wherever you are, I'm happy to report that uh, all is well in Santonland. And uh, I'm joined once again by uh, Vincenzo behind the mixing desk, who looks after all things audio. And um, yeah, let me actually warn you, Vincenzo, and actually warn everyone else listening uh, this week. It's going to be a bit of a heavy one uh, this week. We delve into uh, the dark underbelly, uh, highlighted by a movie that is going to be released in South Africa this week. It's called The Sound of Freedom. And it highlights the unthinkable business of child abductions and uh, slavery. So uh, here's uh, a reminder that uh, if this is something that does not sit well with you, you know, might be a little bit sensitive to the topic, please proceed uh, with caution, listening to the next hour. And uh, it's not something we always do, but uh, the movie has been an unexpected hit in the United States. It's been competing with the likes of Oppenheimer, Barbie, and Mission Impossible, but it tells a soul-moving story and has already brought in over $168 million. And uh, the movie also introduced a concept of paying it forward, uh, where people who had watched the movie were able to buy tickets for others who might not be able to afford to watch the movie. And this has snowballed into a massive movement, and uh, I had the opportunity to watch this movie, I think about two weeks ago, uh, during a media preview. And I can tell you it is, it's quite something, but it highlights uh, a very interesting and a very uh, significant topic. And uh, we're going to be talking about it over the next hour uh, with uh, a myriad of people. So with that, coming up on the show this week, I chat to a well-known South African media personality, but he's also the chair of an organization dealing with the topic of child trafficking and child abductions about this movie, Sound of Freedom. He's also watched it, so we're going to be catching up on that. And then uh, to wrap it all up, I'm going to be chatting to the CEO of the company that will be releasing the movie in South Africa. He'll be joining me to chat about some of the initiatives they've got planned around its release. This and more is coming up shortly. Uh, this week, the world also said goodbye to a musician that had a major success with his music right here in South Africa. And uh, if you haven't watched the documentary, Searching for Sugar Man, uh, I know this is on Netflix at the moment, and I encourage you to watch it. It's a really, really great uh, watch. And uh, with that, here's the Kung's remix of Rodriguez Can't Get Away on the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8. Show some love. Subscribe. Share. Leave a review and rating for the Santon Times Hour. On your favorite podcast app now.
Greater Santon to the rest of the world. This is the Santon Times Hour. This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 and available on all good podcast platforms wherever you are in the world. I'm going to just repeat my uh, warning to you if you've just tuned in, if uh, you've just joined us for the hour and uh, you're used to our usual sort of very upbeat lifestyle conversations that we have. Uh, This week's going to be a little bit different as we uh, look ahead to the release of a movie called Sound of Freedom that'll be coming to South Africa, the only the second country in the world to be screening this movie and uh, more are to come in the coming weeks. Uh, Sound of Freedom is a 2023 American action film, uh, probably also classified as a thriller. It's directed and co-written by Alejandro Monteverde and is starring Jim Carvizel, Mira Sovino and Bill Camp. And uh, Carvizel plays Tim Ballard, a former U.S. government agent who embarks on a mission to rescue children from sex traffickers in Colombia. After rescuing a boy from ruthless child traffickers, the federal agent learns that the boy's sister is still captive and decides to embark on a dangerous mission to save her. And with time running out, he quits his job and journeys deep into the Colombian jungle, putting his life on the line to free her from a fate worse than death. It's based on a true story. Let's take a listen to the Sound of Freedom trailer. It is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time with a child, five to ten times a day. God's children are not for sale. How long have you been doing this? Twelve years now. How many pedophiles you got? 288. How many kids you found? For Homeland Security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. Which means she'll disappear for good. Imagine walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What we do? You quit your job and you go and rescue those kids. At this moment, she could be a block down the road, or she could be in Moscow, Bangkok, L.A. She's a major operator. It's all rebel territory. No one goes in. Not the army, not the police, not us. What if this was your daughter? There's no Marine unit coming. You're on your own. This job tears you to pieces. And this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. When God tells you what to do, you cannot hesitate. Right. I mean, I think that gives you a good sense of what this movie is about. And here to chat to me about this and so much more is uh, Nick Panagio. He's an actor and TV presenter, but he's also the chairman of Missing Children South Africa. And Nick, it's great to have you on the Santon Times Hour again. This time we're talking about something quite different to the last time we chatted. 
But to kick things off, I'd love to get your reaction to you having seen the movie Sound of Freedom. Hey, yeah, thank you so much for for having me back on again. It's good to be back. Um, and yes, completely different topic indeed. Uh, we we got the chance to see the film um, you know, a couple of nights ago as a pre-screening, and I've been very excited to see the movie because, uh, as as you may know, it's been in the making for many years. Actually, I think uh, I, I saw recently on uh, on the podcast that um, Alejandro said it was eight years eight years since they conceptualized the idea for the sound of freedom to the to the day that it hit the cinemas so i only I only heard about it about five years ago and uh, i was so excited to see it but then for various reasons there was much adversity keeping it off um, off hitting theaters and uh, so when we finally heard it's coming out i got so excited because it deals with you know subject matter that i'm very passionate about which is uh, human trafficking and in particular child trafficking and and child abuse um i've been involved with with our charity organization missing children south africa for about uh, a decade and a half and so i'm quite familiar with the the field um that is the topic for the film but it is uh, such a multifaceted field that it's so difficult it's difficult subject matter to talk about let alone make a big you know big screen film about so i was very interested and excited to see how they would go about tackling it i'd heard they'd done it with um extreme care and uh, you know with a, with an eye of making people aware of what's going on showing the reaction of the lead actors to material but never showing material so that one is never actually exposed to that and so certainly um you know the territory isn't stepped into that one is actually trying to prevent from happening and that is the sexualization of children so how difficult to make a movie like this without stepping into those dangerous territories um so for me that was what i was looking to see how would they go about managing this and i think they did a sterling job of doing just that um not pulling punches but also not exposing the audience to anything um uh, unnecessary graphic or untoward. Yeah, I think it's a very important point is that uh, if people are looking to watch this movie and are worried that they might be exposed to something that they don't necessarily want to have to deal with, it is very cleverly done. It is very, um, they produce it and, and direct it very smartly. And yet you are still left with enough information to connect the dots and kind of almost paint your own picture, which is almost like a little bit like radio. It's sort of almost like theater of the mind. And that in itself can be quite disturbing and, and Nico quite honestly I must be um quite transparent with you on this it took me a good day or two to recover from this movie uh, I was left uh, quite emotional I was left quite uh, touched by the whole story and I think a lot of people are going to have that uh, that experience and I mean as they highlight in the movie uh, human trafficking is a 150 billion dollar a year industry I think it's outdoing the drug trade it's almost outdoing uh, illegal uh, arms smuggling and a whole bunch of other illicit, uh, call it businesses around the world. And the US is considered to be one of the top destinations for child trafficking and exploitation, which is I was also completely shocked about. Also, once again, highlighted in the movie is that humans trapped today in slavery is at the highest point in human history, even higher than during the time when, when slavery was legal. Millions of these slaves are children. So it is just it is just a startling reality. How does this translate into the South African context? Because South Africa is the second country that will be watching this movie officially around the world. 
uh, you've got a good insight there with uh, with missing children in South Africa. Uh, how did this? How did you relate a very South American U.S. conversation or narrative that's being driven in the movie into our reality? Yeah, I think that's an important point to make because uh, I think the, the the first question one have, you have to ask yourself is you know the sound of freedom, the film itself. Let's first understand that you've taken a number of years, if not decades and 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 compressed them into a a two hour you know on screen experience and so a lot of the facts um in terms of timeline had to be brought together some things had to be merged and the content and the reflection of what really goes on there had to be adhered to you know so you had to it has to stay a sincere film and that's that's what the medium of film is it it takes something um, that would take years to unpack and understand and compresses it into a digestible two-hour um, e- expose on screen, you know. And and so you look at this and you think, I mean, you just said it blew your mind for the first couple, it took a couple of days to recover from it. Um, so many people, when you walk out the theater, people are just crying, you know, they're just, they're just crying. And it's not a a sobbing, um, you know, I've, I've just received bad news. It's a deep, sincere, visceral sadness. I think it's a, I think it's a rude awakening that happens, and uh, you realize that the world, the the limits of the darkness of the world where you comfortably placed it, you realize that it's much, much deeper. And I think that realization touches you on an emotional level that that one very seldomly gets to, and unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the point of the film. The point of the film is to to realign your reality with what's actually going on. Now, important at this point to state that some people don't want that to happen, and I understand that. And and I, I fully comprehend that. People don't want their reality shaken. But if I had to say to you that in order to save children from a life of abuse, would you would you sacrifice that? Would you sacrifice your reality? Would you have it shaken? I bet you'd say yes. And especially if it's a child that you know, especially if it's someone close to your family. And, and the, anyone who works in this field will tell you that we consider every child to be our responsibility, not from a parental or a uh, legal rights of the child perspective, but from a keeping a child safe perspective. So if I'm anywhere in the world and I see a child in trouble, um, I, I, it's a responsibility for me to protect that child. Absolutely. I'm in uh, conversation with Nico Panagio, actor and TV presenter, but also chairman of Missing Children South Africa, chatting about the movie Sound of Freedom releasing in South African cinemas this week. Nico, we need to take a quick break, and uh, we're at the bottom of the hour, but we'll continue our conversation right after this. Back for more? The Santon Times Hour continues. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 with Yusuf Nduro, and uh, my hope is in you. My name's Alexander Leipner, and uh, this is the Santon Times Hour, and if you listen regularly, you know how uh, the show notes work on the show, so if there's anything that sounded good during the show, but you didn't manage to get all the details or jot them down, you can hop onto the santontimes.ca.za and get all the details, the breakdown of uh, everything we've discussed, uh, contact details, numbers, 
any other information that uh, you found interesting, we'll try and put as much of that onto the website. And also be sure to follow the accounts at Santon Times and feel free to engage uh, via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever works for you. And you can use the hashtag Santon Times Hour. If you just joined us uh, this week's hour, well, uh, just to give you a quick warning that uh, we're having a, a pretty heavy discussion this week uh, talking about... Uh, Child abductions, uh, child trafficking, uh, based on a movie that is coming to South Africa this week called Sound of Freedom, uh, which is the true story of a man called Tim Ballard, who's a former U.S. government agent who uh, left his job and went out to save children, and he still does it to this day. We actually tried to get hold of uh, Tim, and we tried to get hold of uh, a couple of the team uh, involved in this movie, and, uh, well, Tim is forever on missions unlocking and saving children wherever they are in the world, wherever they're held captive. And uh, he's always on the go. And, uh, of course, with the Hollywood strikes at the moment, uh, with the writer's strikes in Hollywood, uh, a lot of the actors are also not in a position right now to talk about much. So we thought, well, let's uh, bring it home. And uh, I'm in conversation with Nico Panaggio, actor and TV presenter, as well as the chairman of Missing Children South Africa, to bring in a local context. Uh, he's seen the movie. And before the break, we spoke about some of the initial impressions we had and uh, reactions to the movie. And I'd mentioned how it significantly shifted uh, my reality. And uh, I raised the question, what does a very United States narrative look like in the South African context? And Nico, uh, if you'd like to pick up uh, on our conversation from there. So firstly, the, the, the film does that. It shakes you on a, on a visceral level. It's, uh, it's something that I think the world is ready for. I think the last three years of, uh, you know, this pandemic that we all went through made us realize that what we thought, how the world looks and how it operates and, and what really goes on and the, uh, you know, the incredible noise of information, misinformation, disinformation out there, we've realized, hang on a second, the reality that I've come to understand isn't always necessarily what's really going on. And so we've become a lot more discerning, I think. And a lot more willing to go, okay, but then what is truth? Mm. And I think what's really interesting is we're living in an era, you know, we often it's referred to as a post-truth era. So people are looking for the truth. So if, you, if you're looking for the truth, uh, this film is, is a big step, uh, a big movement in that direction. And then to answer your question, um, and it's a very good question, what does the sound of freedom look like in South Africa? Because what's represented in this film is only one small facet, one sliver of a multifaceted international, global, billion-dollar industry. You think, uh, you know, it's some dodgy guy who lives at the end of the street in a dark house who perpetrates these crimes. Yes, that does happen. But from uh, a human trafficking perspective... This is a multi-billion-dollar human slavery industry worldwide, and there. This is not conjecture. This is not my opinion. This is not, uh, you know, some conspiracy theory. This is fact. There are people that have actually written white paper studies on this, um, and and it's important to understand that this is real. And so, what we're seeing in the Sound of Freedom is a glimpse of a reality. We must understand that there are many versions, many varieties. Uh, a myriad of ways that humans are uh, enslaved, uh, adults uh, as well as children. Uh, this film focuses on the enslavement of children and on ways that this can happen just like that, within seconds, within seconds. Uh, and these are syndicates that operate. This is not some guy who's you know spontaneously seen some child walking around and thought, let me take a chance. I'm sure that does happen. In fact, it does. But, but uh, you know, these cases we're talking about, these are operations. 
Uh, oftentimes there's grooming involved of, of, of young girls, young boys, remember it's boys and girls, not just girls. And uh, and so it's an operation. It's a cynic. It's a well-oiled machine. And oftentimes, and you touched on the fact that, um, you know, it's it, it's rivaling the drug and and uh, and illegal arms trade. Well, you know, it's oftentimes the same syndicates who who sell humans. You know, you can sell a gun three or four times. You know, you can you can sell drugs two or three times if you if you cut it up. You know, along the trail. It's hard to say, but you can sell a child up to ten times a day every day mm. for years. Isn't that just absolutely devastating to consider? And if you think about the profit turnaround there for these soulless people that perpetrate these crimes, it is a, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, it's frightening. And I mean, I think Oprah was, uh, I think, the one who, who said it at the time. He said, you know, you can't unsee something like that once you've seen it. And I think that's the kind of movie that it is, is that once you've been faced with that reality, the darkest abyss of, of human nature in this particular instance, it's very difficult to say that I didn't see it or I didn't know about it or you know, you just sort of walk away and carry on with your life. It is one of those things that is is quite life-changing. And uh, it's one of those topics as well that is very hard to uh, debate or or have a contra-opinion on because you are dealing with the most innocent in society. You're dealing with our future, essentially, as, as, as humans. And uh, I think it also, not being a parent, but I think if you are a parent, you'll start thinking quite differently about how uh, you look after your kids, what you let them do, what you don't let them do. I mean, especially like, you know, we've got a lot of public areas in South Africa, restaurants with play areas and, and, and shopping malls and whatever. And I think as parents often, you know, you kind of almost take on a bit of my, too much of a comfort bubble. And I think this movie will almost rip you out of that comfort bubble and almost make you rethink the way that you deal with your kids, watch where they do, what they do, how they do it. I mean, for me, it was it was it was disturbing enough. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's crazy if you think about it, that that. Certainly what you're saying is very true, you know, uh, and, and, and I think it's important, you know, one of the things we struggle with is, uh, you know, people just being ignorant. And I'm talking about people across, you know, the, the demographic board that are, they just don't realize what dangers are out there. I mean, unfortunately, you know, myself and my, my wife, we, we, we know the facts because, you know, we've been dealing with them for years. So we know what can happen. Um, and so we carry around with us this knowledge that we you can't always share that with people. And so we're a lot more paranoid when it comes to our kids and, and we're a lot more careful in fact our friends have come to know us that way you know um we uh we're very careful we leave our kids with in terms of babysitting when, when they were younger if ever we just we hardly did that um we, we when we go out with them we are constantly eyes on we hand over to one another so if i'm going somewhere i tell my wife listen i'm out we even have sign language i'm off you eyes on i've got one you've got the other one you know so mm. you know we've recently traveled um and uh one of us has always got one child you so, so what it comes down to is, yes, there's a physical understanding that you need to have when you leave your home or you go into into um, social spaces. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, uh, it was safe to play in the street and, you know, come visit your friends and you stay, stay away from the dodgy house on the corner, right? Uh, but uh, also don't go into, you know, that one street down on the other side at the back of town because it's it's dodgy, right? So, so, so you knew your danger areas. And it was outside of your home. Your home was your safe place, you know. Now, we've come to realize that quite possibly the most dangerous place for any child is at home, in their room, with a tablet or a phone that's connected to the internet. Mm. Because that's that's where these things start happening. That's where grooming starts happening. 
that's where people make contact with them with with uh, with ai and and uh, you know deep fake and all kinds of uh, unbelievable m- methods people can make as if they they are a young girl who's also playing that game that's connected to the internet where you can chat and you can be an avatar and they become friends they can they can be they can be uh, interacting with this new friend for months months before it comes to light that this is this is not a a 14 year old or nine year old girl but 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 actually a 40 year old man who's grooming their child and at some point it's going to say hey listen why don't we meet for an ice cream at you know the milky lane down the road and this is this is just you know an example of the kind of things that happen and 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 and, what, and these people are incredibly incredibly intelligent uh and adept at social media um manipulation and representation virtually online and so yeah you got to be careful where you go but also you got to be careful at home and as you said you got to have eyes on your child you know uh, i just want to add this what is paranoia paranoia is an irrational fear of a particular issue or thing so when it comes to child safety i'm uh, sorry to say but there is no such thing as a paranoid parent anymore because our fear is no longer irrational you have to watch out for children being kidnapped off the streets. That's starting to happen in South Africa. It never used to be the case. Straight off the streets, uh, you have to watch out for, um, you know, dangerous situations. Uh, we Oftentimes, we have syndicates operating that get bust. Um, what about the ones we haven't caught where, where, where there's a child human trafficking ring uh, at work? In South Africa, in a mall down the road from you, probably, and then then there's the the realities of um, you know that, that are brought to light in in this film. But then there's there's social media. Social media is a huge huge platform on which these things happen. So one has to be aware of all of this. We are no longer living in a world where we can call anyone paranoid. We now have to become informed about the things that we are concerned over, so that we don't live in fear but we live in preparation so that we can tackle this thing head on. That's why I like this film. That's what I'm so excited about is, and it's something that Jim Caviezel says at the end of the film, he, the beautiful message that he gives. So please, once you've seen the film, wait till the end until he gives a message. And um, and in it, he, he says that, that fear is not a way to respond to this. Fear is not. We have to respond in hope and in faith that we can do something about it. And then that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nico, it's been great chatting to you again. Uh, there you have it, Nico Panaggio, actor and TV presenter and chairman of Missing Children South Africa, in conversation about the movie Sound of Freedom opening in cinemas around the country on 18 August 2023. Nico, thanks so much for making the time. Uh, and let me also encourage people to connect with your organization, Missing Children South Africa. And God forbid you should ever find yourself in a situation where your child goes missing please reach out to them immediately for help and we'll also put up all their details on www.santontimes.ca.za. It's time for a quick break and our conversation around Sound of Freedom continues right after this. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour. Thank you, Alex. I love your professionalism and thank you for having me on. You're listening to the Santon Times Hour. This is the Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 and available on all good podcast platforms wherever you are in the world. And uh, there we had it, uh, the Indlovel Youth Choir with their rendition of Man in the Mirror. I've been discussing the movie Sound of Freedom opening in South Africa this week. And uh, joining me now is Benjamin Cowley. 
He's the CEO of Gravel Road Distribution Group, the company responsible for bringing this movie to our shores. And Ben, thank you for joining me on the Santon Times Hour. Thank you, Alex. Great to be here. Yeah, Ben, I mean, I suppose it would be great to be chatting uh, under different circumstances. It's a heavy movie. It's a difficult movie. But I suppose it's also a very necessary movie. Give me your take on your personal journey with deciding to bring this movie into the South African market. Yeah, um, it it was not an easy one. Um, I was I was fortunate enough to um, attend the Cannes um, Film Festival earlier this year, where I was invited to a, a market screening of the film, and um, I was uh, one of three buyers uh, who went to go and buy. As I, I act as a buyer, which means I go to these markets to acquire content or product or titles for South Africa. Um, and when I went in to watch the film, it kind of it was let me feeling very unsettled. I, I had to leave the cinema um, after about 45 minutes. And the next day when I had my meeting with Angel Studios to discuss the film and potentially terms to bring it into South Africa, I, I was honest and I said, listen, I couldn't finish watching the film because it just hit such a such a nerve for me. Um, and they said, you know, please just finish watching the film. You need to finish watching the film and you'll see because the best is yet to come, if you can put it that way, you know. Um, so I kind of took that, um, and I watched the film again. And at that point, no, you know, took note. It's like, this is a very, very important film. It, you know, it, whilst it's unsettling, it, it does resolve in a way that makes me want to act, uh, and do something about the situation or specifically on human trafficking. And then we started engaging, uh, with, with Angel to see what the probability is of releasing it in South Africa would be when and how and all those sorts of things. And they also shared their stories of the struggles that they had to get the film on screens in the US. So this was all pre-4th of July when the film actually released. And they shared their story of, you know, when they first showed it to, to the to the exhibitors in the US, nobody wanted to take it on until they actually got one of the big groups to sit down and watch the film with them on the big screen. And out of that screening, they committed to two and a half thousand screens. Um, and then things just snowballed. And we were still talking, you know, 4th of July came, we were monitoring, we were seeing what was going to happen. And then suddenly the film blew up and we'd done some kind of testing when we said we'd reached out to a couple of exhibitors. I was on the fence in terms of how big we could release the film because of the subject matter. Suddenly 4th of July came and, and this whirlwind started and, you know, the demand has just kind of exponentially grown. So what I thought would be a small little film, important message that we could release, suddenly it turned into this really big film certainly playing out to be a big release for us. Um, so we're very excited. Uh, it's interesting when you sort of delve into the into the story of this, uh, the, the movie, the making of the movie, not necessarily just the, the actual content of the movie. You do come across a lot of interviews, a lot of discussions around how difficult it was to firstly put this movie together and then get it uh, in front of audiences. I believe it's been a matter of years, um, uh, even sort of almost pre-COVID, that this movie's been in the making. And uh, I don't know if you can talk to that a bit. Yeah, so the brief history is that the film was uh, originally produced by 20th Century Fox um, in 2015, which is just before Disney took over 20th Century. And when Disney took over or acquired 20th Century, they shelved the project, uh, not knowing what to do with it. Uh, there's various reasons uh, which you know don't not many make sense. Anyway, the producers and the filmmakers were really pushing, let us release the film. It needs to have a place. It needs to get out there. Um, and eventually, Disney agreed to sell the film back to the originators. Um, so they bought the film back. 
and that sent them on the journey to actually connect with Angel Studios, uh, who are the, the release partner in the US, who then embarked on a pay it forward campaign in order to actually fund the release of this movie. And that took several years. So, I mean, we're talking 2015, we're 2023 now. So yeah, eight years uh, that has taken to get to this particular point. So it's it's kind of been the biggest upset, you know, it's just, it was a studio film, arguably, it became an independent film. Um, and now it's performing what at the level of what studio films uh, perform at um, financially and, and all that. So it's, it's an incredible story. And South Africa is only the second market in the world to see this. So up until now, officially, this, the United States has been the only market to have watched this movie. That's correct. Yes. So we are number two. And then Australia comes after us, which they release, I believe, on the 24th of August. And then the UK after. And then they've now opened up 26 other territories around the world, which they'll be releasing in over the next couple of weeks. We've discussed this now at length to say that, you know, it's an important message to get out. It's been quite interesting and quite clever as to how this movie has been promoted. On the one side, limited budget. On the other side, as you've said, a lot of people have been tap dancing around the subject matter, have not wanted to engage with it, have not wanted to uh, sort of being caught in a situation where they are releasing it and, and sort of dealing with backlash, et cetera, et cetera. The cynics might say, well, this has just been really clever marketing to generate, uh, you know, plenty of revenue. But you do have a pay it forward concept that comes with the movie and that has been part of this marketing drive to get more people to see this, like you said, then take action on it in one way or another. Just talk us through this this pay it forward, uh, you know, idea. Yeah. So the pay it forward uh, concept is quite simple in that the the producers did not want or Angel Studios do not want not having the financial means to be a barrier to somebody to watch this film. You know, it's a very important message, which kind of cuts through all creeds, your socioeconomic conditions, all those sorts of things. So it's, it's a film that everyone needs to watch. And that's kind of what they're hanging on to and what the core message is. So they started the Pay It Forward campaign, which encourages people who've seen the film to buy just one ticket for somebody who can't watch the film. So much so that the success in the US, they now have managed to raise over 15 million tickets this way. Um, of people going to watch the movie. And I think their average pledge rate is like three tickets. So someone will go and watch the movie. And then after watching the movie, they'll pledge three additional tickets for somebody else or other people to watch it. Um, so that, and they, and they kind of pushed that, uh, that campaign very hard in the beginning. And that essentially filled up the cinemas, right? So in the US, what you could do is you could go online onto the Angel website and you could actually redeem a free ticket if you can't afford a ticket. And then you've got a voucher code and you could go and watch the film. In South Africa, what we're doing, we're doing the hashtag pay it forward angels campaign, where we're setting a target of 10,000 people uh, that we want to be able to get into the cinema, people who can't afford to watch the film, but we will work with organizations. So we're encouraging South Africans and corporates, et cetera, to pledge tickets for us to get communities who are in underserved areas into the cinema. And then as Gravel Road, we're going to be organizing and working with the exhibitors to get buses etc., and get these audiences to actually experience the film on the big screen. I mean, it's a, a very hot topic in Africa as well. I've also watched a, a couple of interviews around this. Uh, it seems that this issue is, correct me if I'm wrong, prevalent in countries that are in dire economic straits that are not, I mean, this is not happening in Sweden as much or in in, in sort of first world countries as it is in countries where economics play a big role. And I know in, across Africa, uh, there's a lot of this kind of stuff happening. And is there any plan to also then get the movie beyond the borders of South Africa into into other parts of, of Africa? 
Yes, absolutely. So we are actually doing simultaneous release in Namibia, Swaziland, Zambia, Botswana, Mozambique, and then in West Africa, Nigeria and Ghana. Um, and then the East Africa team have just kind of confirmed on their side. So Kenya, Tanzania will also be releasing. A big challenge for releasing a movie theatrically in the rest of the continent is infrastructure. So when we release movies, you typically go through what we call release windows. So your first window is usually reserved for theatrical. And then eventually when it finishes at cinema, it will become available on a streaming service or on, on pay TV operator, et cetera. So at that initial release, where we're doing the theatrical, we obviously have to be able to release in countries where there is a theatrical infrastructure that allows us to release there. Once that's done, then we're going to start looking at alternative release strategies, such as even doing community-based screenings. We're partnering with organizations on the ground, getting the, the film or assets to them, and then they do pop-up screenings uh, or screenings in community centers or churches for that matter, et cetera. So it's going to be a very long tail kind of project for us. You know, this is just the beginning. Cinema releases just the first part of probably a 10-point plan that we're working on at this stage. And eventually, yes, the film will become available on one of the streaming services or television. But for the first at least three to six months, it's going to be going theatrical, then community, and then everything else following that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it. Ben Cowley, CEO of Gravel Road Distribution Group, chatting to me about uh, the release of Sound of Freedom coming to South African cinemas 18th of August 2023. Only the second country in the world to be screening this publicly in the cinema circuit. And uh, Ben, I thank you for making the time to be on the Santon Times Hour. Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate it. And that's it for a very different kind of Santon Times Hour on Mix 93.8 and is always available on all good podcast platforms wherever you are in the world. Make sure to subscribe and uh, feel free to share this with friends, family, colleagues and complete strangers in some instances if you feel like the message is something that they need to hear. If you want to get in touch, you can email editor at santantimes.ca and also connect on social media at santantimes. And as always, all the information and details of what we've discussed on the show will be available on santantimes.ca. .za, uh, the website. Feel free to send through your questions, your comments, your feedback, your insights, uh, maybe some of your reactions to uh, having watched uh, this movie. And uh, yeah, anything else that caught your attention during the show. Thank you to all my guests who made the time to be on the show this week. Uh, and also once again, Vincenzo, thank you so much for uh, making sure that we uh, make everything happen as we do every single week. And also thank you to the team at the Santon Times, as well as everyone on Mix 93.8. And of course, thank you to you for listening every single week. And let's connect again next week.